The Master. Proudly brought to you by Peter's Genetics. Every drip means quite a bit when it's from Peter's Genetics. You are back on the muster for a Thursday afternoon with Andy Muir. As we head up to Wellington now, Joseph Mooney, MP for Southland. Good afternoon, Joseph. How's things? Yeah, good, Andy. Good, good. I'm about to head home later this afternoon, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Might have to bring your jacket for a day or so. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I've, I've been talking to, talking to a few farmers uh, this morning, actually, and sounds like there's a bit of rain happening um, around Southland, but uh, good to hear because there's been a bit of sunlight, so... Now we've got a bit of water. It's uh, great growing conditions. Joseph, um, sad news overnight, I suppose, for want of a better word, regarding live shipments being banned by the New Zealand government. This could have quite a long-term effect on New Zealand agriculture, couldn't it? Yeah, mate, it's, it's pretty shocking, actually. I, I spoke on the food reading um, last night and you know, I was making, making a bunch of points. You know, For example, well, starting off with our dairy sector is the most carbon-efficient one in the world, um, and you know we're incredibly effective and efficient, um, far more than than most. Um, but this live export is just classic labour. It's uh, talking about world leading. <laughs> They're just stopping trade, um, so it's going to cost their rural communities about four hundred seventy-five million dollars per annum. You know, and this is this is actually mostly profit, so it's, it's not just um, revenue. And you know, at the time of you know uh, cost of living crisis, as the inflation hits and all the inputs. You know, come in that money that's actually really important. Not only that, it's going to be about 150,000 more bowie calves who are going to have to be slaughtered. Um, we don't have enough people to staff the, um, you know, the meat works as it is. So that's potentially going to be a, a crisis that they create. And then there's, there's, um, you know, Australia's proved you can put in these gold standard regulations to weed out cowboys, make sure the animals are cared for well on their journeys across the oceans, and have great trade relationships. Australia's put these gold standards in. They got a fantastic deal. With the UK, um, instead of New Zealand, you know, replicating what Australia's done, Labor's just shut the door, and you know it's irresponsible in terms of. Let, let's look at the Ukraine; they've lost about fifty thousand dairy cows already during the war with Russia. It's estimated they may leave um, one hundred fifty thousand. That's a third of their dairy herd. They're going to need to replace that, you know, so they can create milk, you know, milk, butter, um, um, cheese, etc., to feed their population. Um, we won't be able to help them with that. So it's it's. We're losing on every metric you look at, and it's just classic labour just stopping and not uh, not actually trying to you know do the hard work to make sure we can develop the gold standard to trade with the world. Is there a chance this could affect our bilateral trade with China as well? They made noises earlier on in the year encouraging New Zealand not to enforce this. Could this have a detrimental effect on our, our relationship with China? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean... China um, culled about 50% of their herd back in 2015, and now they're rebuilding their dairy herd. Uh, and now, obviously, we won't be able to, um, you know, send send any of our dairy cows to them either. Um, you know, so so we can't be part of that solution. And, and you know, another example is Indonesia. Indonesia's dealing with foot and mouth. They're going to need to rebuild their dairy herd as well. And again, we won't be able to send them any of our, you know, fantastic cows with. You know, we're the um, we're the leaders on carbon of um, efficient dairy farming, and we can't be part of the global solution. Joseph, the fire service levy bill looks as though it's going through, and um, it sounds as though not as all well on the front line of the fire service. 
Yeah, I'd spoken that bill yesterday as well. And um, you know, as a former volley, I'm um, I'm pretty passionate about this. It's I, I said in fact that uh, this is Labor fiddling while Rome burns because they're putting through this little minor tweaks to the um, the levy um, the way levies are collected. Uh, but meanwhile, firefighters around the country are protesting and, and saying, look, money's not getting to the front lines. We've got trucks breaking down. We've got stations not staffed and closing. Uh, we've got fire hose, which is, um, uh, you know, not standing up. Um, and, and we've had firefighters in burning buildings not getting water because of the hoses have failed. Uh, we've, we're not getting more more firefighters trained, but, we've, but there's 200 more um, backroom staff um, have been hired. So they've got uh, $661 million um, now from the levies, uh, $200 million more than, than was um, estimated back when the, the fire service merged. Um, but the money's not getting the front line, so Labor's just not doing anything about it. Um, you know, I'm saying, look, they need to actually focus on this and get the support to the firefighters who, you know, care for their communities enormously. And they, not, they, wouldn't, they don't want to make a noise about this, but they, they're so worried about the... Uh, care for the community that they're um, kicking up a stink but classic Labour are not doing anything about it. But I just find it ironic, especially when you think about the fire service and the volleys, etc. like you talk about, and a lot of our listeners are involved with the fire service as well through um, volunteer capacity. It just makes no sense whatsoever not to give the resources needed to um, do what they have to do. It, it, I, I scratch my head. Um, it is the most polite way of saying it. <laughs> I really don't get it. Uh, and look, you know, Jan, Jan Tanee is the minister responsible. She should be, you know, uh, demanding answers and getting in there and finding what's going on, and making sure the money's getting to the right places uh, because they've got a record amount of money. It's not, it's not a lack of money. That's not the issue. The issue is that it's just not getting to the front lines for the, you know, the operational equipment that's needed. And you know, volleys actually, um, all firefighters um, do a huge amount of medical work these days. So you know, it's um, they're picking up a lot of slack, but they're not getting the training for that either. That's you know, that's another issue. So there's there's a, there's a whole lot of big issues that need to be sorted out. And you know, having been a volley and been in burning buildings, um, you know, you want to make sure you've got good equipment because uh, your life's on the line. You know, as you're trying to protect the community. And just finally, Joseph, um, the Prime Minister promised no new taxes this year, but slowly but surely they're just creaking them through the back gate, aren't they? And yet another example um, of one that's just come to fruition in the um, last couple of days. Yeah, they, they promised no new taxes repeatedly during the 2020 campaign. They have repeatedly broken that promise since. And the, the latest one is a jobs tax, where they're going to um, tax every employee across the country 1.39%. It's an additional 1.39% tax also going to charge employee, employers the same. So, if, for example, someone on a $60,000 um, income, they're going to get uh, $834 of new tax coming out of their pay packet. And that's so that uh, if someone were to um, stay to work for or lose their job, um, and they could stay to work for up to six months on 80% of their pay, uh, you know, that's this does not make sense when businesses across the country are screaming for workers. We've got the biggest workforce shortage in about 50 years. And why on earth are they going to tax every single employee an additional 1.39% just in case someone happened to lose their job and wanted to stay out of work for six months? It doesn't make sense. Hey, Joseph Mooney, we'll leave it there. Joseph Mooney, MP for South, and appreciate your time on the muster as always, mate. Hey, great to chat as always. Cheers. Joseph Mooney, the MP for Southland. Um, yeah, taxes. Life, death and taxes. That's just the way it works at the moment, unfortunately. Sneaking that through the back gate. Uh, up next on a Thursday afternoon, Guy Michaels from Derry NZ. Oh.